0: We are now also recording to the cloud. Welcome back to RLC, does double D do business, CPA Live Weekly. And back with us this week, we have got some more friends from the USA. Good to have Vince Howard back with us. Welcome back, sir. Thanks, Dave. We have got the wonderful Barbara Gay, or Bob Gay as she's formerly known, uh, up until her Zoom change your name, Bob, right, just for this session. Welcome back, Bob. Thank you. We have George Powers, uh, freshly trimmed. Good to have you with us, Gio. Thank you. And we have the marvellous uh, Mr. Swick. Eric Swick, good to have you here as well, my friend. Thank you, Dave. And then the Mastery Network is back with Michael Boots, uh, all the way from Michigan. I'm getting good at saying that now, Mike, right? You are. Now, quick update. Uh, hopefully, we're going to have a jingle for this episode. I've been, I've been told uh, on good advice. So, uh, what I'm about to say, you might have heard it in the intro. Every week, RLC gets together with their friends and clients in the US to talk things business, particularly with a CPA focus. This week, we're going to turn the CPA into the conversation we're actually going to talk about using the letters. As those of you that know me well, I love a good acronym. So let's turn CPA into a doing set of letters. First up, I want to talk about client conversations. So I want to put the question to our group pretty quickly and straight away about What are the types of client conversations you're having at the moment? And and there's two ways to this. What are they asking you about? And What are you telling them about? So let's go to last man in, first man to go, Vince Howard. So Vince, let's go over to you in Florida. Uh, What's the weather like where you are, Vince? Uh, Right now, hot and muggy. So almost a normal June then
1: pretty much yeah it's you know three o'clock today it'll rain then it'll be done in
0: 30 minutes so yeah it's beautiful <laughs> sounds, sounds good now one caveat is so eric mike and barb and george whenever vince answers about what are the conversations going on there's no uh, requirement for me to be the anchor on this this is a conversation that just needs to roll about because if we can get to what clients are talking about i think that's a really useful discussion even if you're finding yourself Having a question about what they're with you about, or exploring the mindshare that's available right here. So Vince, talk us through some of the conversations you found yourself having in the last week. I'm going to steal the the easy one in the room then, um,
1: and that is still fresh on everybody's mind: PPP loans. So they are, you know, they they've gotten funding. Now we're trying to determine. Do we take the eight week? Do we take the 24 week? What are the you know what are the potential pitfalls? Um, and while this sounds like an easy decision, right? Take the 24. We have more time to spend the money. But if they're in a seasonal business where potentially their full time equivalent will decrease by the end of the year, so pick a, a, a landscaping business, right? They're yeah. in. You'll love this, Dave. They're in full bloom right now with uh yeah oh that's bad but (laughs) they have their kind of their full employment levels currently but by the time we hit november december those levels are going to be down and so they if you know if they elect the 24-week period they could in essence have a larger percentage of their loan not forgiven by taking the 24 week period. And so, you know, that's some of the challenges that I think, or some of the communications that we're currently having is just how to navigate this PPP landscape that is changing by the minute. You know, every time Congress gets a little wrinkle, they're writing a new bill and then the bill provides more questions than it does answers. And that's, that's kind of what we're dealing with and, you know, trying to uh, trying to provide some guidance to the clients during during this time frame.
0: And, and again, remember group, you're you all open to ask Vince questions about this. So is there anything you want to ask Mr. Howard about this?
2: So Vince, do you have something, I mean, do you have a procedure set up in place in your office for your managers to follow through that or your accountants?
1: Yeah, so once the, once the client has engaged us to prepare the PPP loan forgiveness application, we automatically set up a repetitive meeting with the client. So it's it's typically on their payroll frequency. So it could be weekly, it could be biweekly, um, up until the point that we've met 100% forgiveness of the loan. And then we can determine as to whether or not, so you know, let's say we're, um, or sorry, let's say the client got funded on May 6th, So that would put, I think, June 30th as their eight-week period. So at June 30, we'll set back, we'll take a look as to whether or not we hit 100% forgiveness. If we did, we would probably choose the eight-week period and not extend the the 24-month timeline Otherwise, we would be having that conversation with the client. So that's something that every week or every two weeks now, the manager is talking to the client about um, you know, your loan was $100,000. you have expended twenty-five. We have six weeks left in which you know, you're to expend this amount of money. Uh, make sure you're giving us your rent, your utilities, any of the allocable expenses so that we can allocate that against the, uh, against the PPP money. Our, our big concern, Barb, and this, this is something we really haven't started to, to address with the clients yet, is nobody loves to hear that their tax return won't get finished on time. Mm-hmm. But the right. bigger fear is if we extend these PPP loans out for the 24 weeks, that's going to push a lot of them into late mid to late December before we can actually submit the application for forgiveness back to the lender because you have to right you have to get past that 24 month mark and calculate what the fte is at that you know d- during that 24 week period so once we submit so let's say we finish our application at the end of december and we submit it to the lender lender has 60 days to submit back to us so now we're talking the end of february before we even know how to handle the loan forgiveness portion for 2020. So if that, you know, if that gets delayed by by even a couple of days, you know, it could result in more extensions for clients following next year's next year's tax filing.
2: Well, here's the other thing we're struggling with Vince because now right July 15th is now your first two quarters worth of estimated tax payments now we're having to do tax planning for clients two different ways if you get forgiveness if you don't get the forgiveness and what do you client want to do so i just see this whole year as being double work for us over and over again until we get to the end to really give our clients the best service we can
1: there is going to be a lot of free time um that I think a lot of clients don't realize, you know, how much this is actually um, sucked out of our offices. So I, I think I mentioned this to you guys in one of the last meetings, but and, and this number's old now. It was a couple of weeks ago, but we were over 2,200 man hours already in non-billable time. So you know, take that at a CPA billing rate, it's half a million dollars of lost revenue that. You know, our firm is already given to the clients, and I know each of you are suffering the same fate. There's there is all this this time associated with the PPP loans and the PPP forgiveness and the education and educating the clients that we're just never going to get compensated for. And, and at this point, that's okay. We've got to get the clients through this time frame. Uh, and and so yeah, I, you know, Barb, I think you're exactly right. I think we're doing multiple plannings. We're doing multiple projections. We still don't know, right? Currently, the PPP loan is going to be treated as taxable, in essence, right? You're not going to be able to deduct the expenses. Well, right. what happens if they come back and they change it mm-hmm. and they make it to where it's truly tax-free? Well. Yeah. That, that changes the whole picture because yeah, you know, the, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: the client that got the $250,000 loan, they're not thinking in their mind right now that 30%, you know, if they're in a 30% tax bracket, 60-something, 70-something thousand of that is tax that they would owe on it. That's not even registering yet.
2: Nope.
1: So so that's all part of the planning as we, as we start looking at estimated payments for for this year and, and you know expenditures, yeah, it's, it's this is going to be an interesting year. Well,
0: yeah, I, I guess we, we should really ask you also then, Vince because I think we talked about conversations you're all having. It's they're going to be similar. How, how do we think the clients are feeling? That's that's another big question because yeah, you've got this intensity on the CPA side, you've got this value beyond comprehension that you're almost obliged to do because you care about your clients, you care about the situation. You've got to keep a track of it because it can't become the norm, right, as well. And I don't think there's a business owner on the planet who's going to think this is normal, right? So that's a, that's a relief. Um, how, how do you think the clients are actually feeling across all these industries facing so many challenges? And again, I opened it up to George, Eric and Mike as well. So what do you think the feelings out there are on the other side of the table?
3: You know, I can just speak from my experience. I think there's still that concern of uncertainty, you know, is there going to be another shutdown? So they're, they're cautious about that. But I actually have a different approach with some conversations I had this week is that I've had clients saying, you know, what opportunities are out there for me that I can take advantage of. Yep. Um, you now, I have a client who's in a position where he wants to grow and expand and financially he can do that. And so he's looking at other restaurants that maybe have gone out of business or going out of business and take over those locations at a minimal investment. And so I think there's gonna be opportunities. I remember this from, you know, the 2008 uh, crisis. And I know some people, one of my clients took advantage of that, buying up properties or actually buying up bad paper from banks at a significant discount. And, you know, he was able to make some really good money on that. So. I've heard that from clients. You know, what opportunities can we, we do take advantage of
0: through this period of time? I was talking. To, I, I was talking to one of our, our RLC team, Tammy in Chicago, and she was telling me about how much of a challenge it's been opening spas up, yeah. and and uh, all this new protective processes to serve people with a what is seen as a well-being and a mentally essential service. So, it's it's stressful from all kinds of angles, isn't it? And I guess, Vince, you raise, and Eric, you raise two really great perspectives. We'll come back to opportunity when we look at the A in a very short while. Are there any other conversations that have been going on? So, George, what what have you found clients have been talking to you about quite a lot? One of the things that we've
4: been talking to a lot of our clients about, like, like Vince said, that's more of internal what we're dealing with, all the craziness and dealing with the PPP. The clients, I don't think they have a real understanding of well, I know they do not. They don't have any idea of the complexity of that, uh, what's going into it, the potential tax ramifications, the timing of it, how it's all got to yep. come together before you file the 2020 tax return. Uh, all, I don't think they have any any understanding of that. So it's, it is very important that we keep track of that and, and help them because if they have a you know dollars $100, $150,000 tax bill or whatever because of the taxation on it, they're going to be mad at us. But they're not thinking of that. Um, but the conversations I've been having with my clients is we've, we're going through the reopening stage here in New York. Um, I'm in central New York and we're in phase three of four phases. And so our restaurants opened up last Friday. They just opened up to allow people to move back in, uh, to not at the same capacity, but then we're starting to see it, things opening up. Not everything is open yet, but a lot of things are. So we're having a lot of conversations with the clients is, as you're opening. What, what are you doing now? How are you going to make this work? Uh, Because we still have a lot of restrictions, you still can't, you know, be within six feet of people, there's still a lot of restrictions that we're trying to balance out the starting of the businesses and still following the regulations that are going on. Uh, At the same time, we're also had a lot of clients that have made some changes to their business, that they took this opportunity while they were down and said, I'm no longer going to offer that service, I'm not going to offer this, I'm going to do this a little bit differently. Because they were down anyways, and they've been thinking about it. They said, heck, I don't need to keep doing this anymore. Yeah. We've had a number of clients that have just decided to retire because they were fighting and they were not making a lot of money. And they said, heck, I don't need this anymore. I don't need another startup. (laughs) They've been closed down for two or three months. They don't want to go through the startup phase again. So they just, they're packing it in and walking away, which. Is, it leads to things like what Eric said too. It does lead to some opportunities for some, some folks. And I think that there will be more customers out looking for other services uh, for different things. And so, so I do think we're having a lot of conversations with our clients about the startup, how they're dealing with it, because what they're dealing with is in many times it's kind of like a giant case of whack-a-mole. they don't even know what the regulations are. They can open, we don't know what they're supposed to. The state comes out and say, you're supposed to do this. How am I supposed to do that? Because you haven't given me any guidelines. So it's a whole lot of ebb and flowing back and forth, just trying to trying to get started and get get rolling again. It feels like we're a little bit like a, a building
0: an airplane in, airplane in flight. That's a very good point. I mean, is anybody here eating out yet in some of the states that are open? What was yeah. it like? Yeah, so Eric, what was it like?
3: It was, no, the restaurant was empty. I mean, there was probably five tables occupied. Um, We were going to sit out on the patio, but then a thunderstorm rolled in and we couldn't sit out there. And uh, I felt safe. You know, everyone was wearing masks if they had to get up and go to the bathroom. Uh, But while you're at the table, obviously, you know, you take it off so you can eat and drink. But uh, I think people were being cautious. All the helpers, all the people working there were wearing masks. So they were taking precautions. They were following the rules. That's important, isn't it? And George, what is it like for you? Is it similar?
4: Similar to the, the restaurant we went to was, was the tables were all full, um, they, you know, they were at half capacity, but they were pretty much full. Uh, but it, it, you know we started early, we left, I don't know, at eight, and it was very empty at that point. So the crowd didn't stay. So there's still not a lot of people out, I agree with Eric, I think there's still
0: not a lot of people out there just not feeling comfortable and confident yet. <laughs> It's a, it's, a, it's a transitional time. So I, w- I want to transition our subject to people. The people are you, right, this week. So I'm going to ask you all individually what your number one focus is for the rest of June. What is your single thing, life or business, it doesn't matter, that you are absolutely uh, focused in on. we to start off with Mr. Boots, who's, uh, who's mooted, remember Mike. So what's your
5: single focus for the rest of, uh, of, of this month? Single focus is prosperity. Um, <clears throat> as it's, it's. I'm in control of my mindset. I'm in control of um, my actions. How I respond to the situation. So it's how to sp- prosper um, throughout this whole thing and make the most of the situation, the cards that were dealt.
0: I mean, there, there's a nugget right there. So prosperity. I like that. Let's go to Bob uh, this time. Bob, tell me, um, what's your single focus? That you have in your mind as a, as a business owner.
2: Well, we're trying to make the transition from well, you know, like Vince, we're still we're still dealing with the PPP, and we're going to have to deal with that for a long time. We're trying to transition to 2020 and say, okay, clients, where where do we need to go for 2020, and let's start talking about that a bit.
0: Yep, that's a good focus, isn't it? And a really solid message to say because the, the next six months are going to blink and they're going to be done. You know, here we are literally a sniff away from July, Q3 of the calendar year, uh, and many of us have spoken privately about the giant quarter that's coming next, Q3 and Q4, together. So um, it's a different perspective, isn't it, Bob?
2: It is, and it's going to be, you know, probably back-to-back, two of the funnest tax seasons we've ever had in our lives.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You use fun very loosely, Barb.
1: (laughs) Yeah, your definition and my definition of fun don't match.
0: (laughs) Well, I I did see you at the weekend there, Vince. Your fun definition, were you at a car rally with coffee?
1: I was. I was at uh, Orlando Cars and Coffee this past weekend. Uh, Which car did you take? I took the completely bone stock 97 Toyota Supra twin turbo.
0: And, and what did people say when they saw it?
1: Uh, it, was, it was actually funny, I was parked next to a very highly modified Supra and yeah. so we had the hoods open and there were a couple, couple of people that came, came by and they're looking at the car and they're like, this isn't a turbo, I don't recognize this engine and we're all laughing, we're like, the reason you don't recognize it is it's bone stock. You know it's never been touched, it's never been modified. It's like this is what the turbo engine looks like from the <laughs> factory. So they just couldn't believe that it was an, an unmodified, you know, a purely OEM vehicle.
0: I, I, I remember coming down to uh, St. Pete's Beach a couple of years ago, and I'd, I'd been given a BMW 640 convertible loan hire car, which is a great fun thing to do, uh, except when you're traveling with a promotional booth, Mike, you'll appreciate this. I had this great big tr- uh, box of things i travel internationally with, and they were in the back seat. And I had this other item that I could only keep in the car by wedging the seat back I was sat in. And then I had to drive from Orlando up to St. Pete's beach, beach area with this thing. But anyway, I remember when I got there, you brought your other one down, didn't you? That's Super du- Duper Nissan. What's that one again?
1: Uh, actually, I think that one was the Acura, the new NSX that we brought down for that.
0: Yeah, that was some machine too. And uh, it was quite fascinating seeing this thing that I'd hired next to your delicious car that I could barely fit in. Uh, but, <laughs> but it was definitely, you imagine what it'd be like on a track. What's your focus Vince for the next uh, couple of weeks before we get to July? So
1: ours is all on people right now. It's all on our internal team. Um, yeah. Making sure that they are equipped to handle what we're up against. Yeah. So, uh, as as you guys know, we've had no break. We've had no after tax season um, downtime, and realistically, we're not going to see it until probably October. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's our responsibility, or my responsibility, to keep that team fired up and and moving forward, so that we can accomplish the goals we need to over
0: the next you know six six months it's a good show i think that if there's ever a time for a business owner to be the best coach they've ever could be this is the time to show not only that you care both to the clients and your teams but give the support needed which could be different any time any day of the week depending on what's going on uh, in the news and around where you are george what's your focus what's on your mind what are you thinking about well, we're, we're trying to get past, you know, the tax season that
4: will never end. Uh, and we got a bunch of taxes and now with one month out yesterday, we must've got five or six batches of tax stuff in the people that just hadn't got around to sending it. So, yeah. um, I think we're going to be seeing, uh, we're trying to get stuff out the door and done and everything seems like we're running in quicksand. It just seems so bogged down with the tax stuff and none of them take it seriously and time-wise. And so we got it, we're backed up on everything. No one's getting back to us on the questions we have. You know, we can't get some of the data. So the big thing is, is just get the taxes done and out because I really don't want to be doing tax returns on the July 4th holiday. That's really not my-
0: Definitely. Yeah. You, mentioned, you mentioned quicksand, George. Uh, last weekend before last, Debbie and I went for a walk and we went around this reservoir. And we're up near like a, right up the top of the Pendlin Hills here and uh, nobody else around and we went across these marshlands. And I'm a heavy chap, right? And I'm in the right type of walking boots. I've got, um, I'm very lucky enough to have some, um, what do you call it, that compression socks that go up, like my kilt socks, but sports compression socks on. And I'm gingerly walking to see if the bog is gonna open up and the Scottish peat's gonna go (laughs) Most of the way round, I got away with it until all of a sudden, my left leg went. And within about one and a half seconds, I was up to my knee in mud. In one and a half seconds. Now, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit of a experienced falling in mud guy, so I know not to put both feet where you're walking, and the whole one, one foot back. So I was able to just pull straight back against the suction. But i got to say, it was a bit scary, we quickly took another route straight after that very impressed how the ground could just swallow you up. Um, There's an interesting thought. That's probably how some of us are feeling at times in business too, right? So let's go to Eric. Eric, what's your focus from here until July?
3: So I actually, I connected with one of my clients that I was doing framework work with. And so we're going to start that back up. I have another client here that I have to start back up because during this period of time, they just, you know, they weren't in the right frame of mind to really do that kind of work. So we're going to start that up and then I have a new client on the East Coast that I'm going to be starting a framework work with him. Um, actually, I'm going to be doing a Zoom call with him tomorrow. So that's really my focus, just getting back on track with those clients I had been working with before all of this. So and I,
0: and I, I like the framework idea. Here's one you'll see that we made yeah. up this week. Right right there is the framework. So right here, Bob, do you see it? I'm just see there. it. Excellent. Now, and if you do need to have your framework built and you've never had one before, it's either speak to Eric, who's over here on my screen, or get in touch with one of our RLC Consult team. And you'll find them at rlcglobal.group over here. So uh, just, I just had to use that at least once. Earlier this week, Mike and I were talking and I was just using it for exercise, right? So, anyway. Let's move on to the last part of this week's conversation. Mike, I I want to talk to you for a moment. You you highlighted prosperity. You're a thought leadership business in the Mastery Network, and we're all lucky to be involved in, in one way or another. Uh, So I want to talk to you directly, then we're going to go to the group. See, one of the things that I think we've got to take control of is what we allow to filter through our senses into our mind and into our soul. Let's go back to the mind for a second. We've got to take control of the, the world's media, Britain, the US, the West. Um, it's different in other parts of the world, but they've got similar problems of a different nature. We are consumed, it's like a continuous monsoon, isn't it? Of think this, doom's coming, all of our businesses are gonna be closed come December. You know, wave two, wave three, new rules, etc. Then you get into political agendas and all the other, essentially, shite we've got us we've got to get ourselves through right um yet in all of that it comes back down to some, to some human basics and that is the brutal truth of today which is all of that stuff i just highlighted blended with we still have to decide what goes into our focus lens we as business owners as people as humans as, as friends loved ones we've got to decide what goes into this focus lens and notice what we're not noticing. And I want to be a bit more specific. Noticing what you're not noticing is this. The things you want to happen in your life tomorrow are determined by what you focus on today. So I want us to think about that for a moment. So Mike, uh, applying that directly, putting you right here on the spot for a second. Is there something tomorrow that you know you want to see happen in your business life that you're going to focus in on the, the components or the enablers today that springs to your mind
5: there's a lot of things that spring to my mind and and we'll be releasing a blog later today about this topic ironically enough not planned um you know it's 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 the behaviors and the behaviors that you do and tracking those behaviors in a journal is a habit that I got away from and and putting that back into place because what I found is when I do that, I notice patterns of when I track the behaviors, no matter how small or, or, you know, they, they appear, the impact that they have 30, 60, 90 days later, a year later, either positive or negative. And all of a sudden, when you're riding that wave of, of where you're feeling good and everything's going your way, when you look at that journal, you'll find out that 30 days ago, 90 days ago, you were putting in all this effort and doing all of this heavy lifting. And now you're just enjoying the fruits of that labor. It's not what happened right today. It's what you did yesterday that's making the difference. So for me, that prosperity is, is number one, keeping that journal. And in that journal, one of the things I'm gonna be tracking is my exposure to the media, to social media, to news outlets, because I'm also trying to minimize that because there's a lot of maybe, maybes, probablys, couldbes, potentialies that are being floated out there about the future. Yeah. And there's a lot of negatives encompassing that. So I'm going to try to focus on the maybes, probablys, couldbes that are the positives.
0: So I, I, I love your, your commentary. So I'm going to do something different this week on a Business RLC Presents CPA Live. I'm going to ask our colleagues on this Zoom cast, thanks to Zoom, they have breakout rooms. I'm going to pair Eric and Barb together and George and Vince. So Mike, when the command comes up to join the rooms, please click deny. But I'm going to put them in a room for two minutes, roughly. You'll probably end up with three minutes in total. I'd like you to come back with a single bit of a business advice. One one sentence, maybe a paragraph, conversational paragraph, about what's the best tip you know for focusing on what you need to stay f- focused on noticing. So that's the question. I'm just going to uh, again say that one more time. What's the best tip you know for staying f- focused on noticing what you should be noticing and not what you're forced to notice? So. Are you clear on the question? Let's go to George and Vince. Are you clear on your on what your task is? No pressure, chaps. No pressure, chaps. You should be concerned though. So Barb and Eric, they've given me a private message saying we've got this. So <laughs> uh, please accept your command. I'm going to click open rooms. And again, Mike, please deny. So let's let's do that now. Excellente. We should see them if you're watching this live. Some of the people in this will disappear completely, which should uh, leave me um, on my own. Uh, hopefully Mr. Boots will come back. So, one of the exciting things about noticing on what you should be noticing is it gives you some time. Hi Mike, welcome back. It gives you some time to really think about um, the things that you put in your peripheral at any point. So Mike, while you're out, I'll continue to chat to the live audience out there that one of the things to do is to have things in your peripheral. How important is education, Mike, in your peripheral as something you need to do daily at a time like right now?
5: Well, that's a good lead, Dave, considering you know the Mastery Network is all about foundational education. Um, you know, without education, it's, you're a ship without a rudder. I mean, it's, it's are you truly, do you know if you're focusing on the right things? And that's by far the biggest thing that I'm hearing with clients today is for so long, they ignored the foundational things and now they're it's costing them. And yep. they don't know where to go. So they're feeling this increased anxiety um, just because they, they're, they're not sure, they don't have that knowledge, that basis Right.
0: To to guide them. I think it's fundamental. And you talked about the Master Network. The Master Network has what? Core 24, 24 great modules ranging from how to get your expenses in your business right, right up to sales 101, isn't it? How to do, you know, if you need to
5: the the life cycle of a business and and providing foundational business knowledge um, is what it's all about. Yeah
0: and and beyond knowledge um you've seen some of the work we do with clients around building a success framework as we used to call it these days it's our proud product the best version business framework how important do you think it is as well as an owner to have a really clear framework process to get the most out of your business at a time like this
5: it's absolutely critical, and I've had exposure to a number of different methods and processes and, and the version of, of the framework that you provide, the best version framework, is something like I've never seen. And watching the transformation of these business owners who, as you know, we've got people that um, it, it had really given up. On their business prior to starting this process, and what you're seeing is all of a sudden the re-engagement and the passion being reformed because now they're getting, they're getting direction, they're understanding their why purpose, and and they have a future view instead of they've allowed themselves to kind of get stuck into the daily. Grind of running a small business, and and it's truly been transformational. You can see the excitement, the engagement, everything about it. It's it's like nothing I've never seen before.
0: I think it's vital. You know, one of the things that we like to talk about at RLC, Mike, is focusing on a twenty-four month picture. And you know, so many of us get caught up in the now. You know, we talked about earlier. We got two weeks to Q three, and we got you know then we've got Q four. We're in a period where many business owners actually need to plan time to rest, recover, get over this period as well as continue to strive, drive and do more. So 24 months allows you to see it in more of a flexible view as opposed to that committed corporate view or PLC or city shareholder view which is within the year that you're in. And how, how would you contrast that to what your previous corporate days to where we are today? What would you say is that importance of mental flexibility of 24 months versus 12?
5: Well, it's absolutely huge because what you're doing is basing decisions on the long term as opposed to the short term game. Because so many times I've seen people make a decision that has a positive impact on the short term, but long term, it's it's a negative. And, and in the corporate world, many people have the philosophy of well, if I don't do this short-term thing, I might not be around long-term. So they're always playing the short game and then worrying about that long. Where you're more entrepreneurs, they're they're trying to build something substantially more, and that's why that prosperity is so important. Okay. It's, it's well, now financial, it's more than just a short-term. Now I'm
3: messed up because Vince is where Barb was before,
5: so now I'm messed up. <laughs> Vince? Vince wishes he was where Barb is.
0: I'm in Colorado. Hey, yeah, there, there you, you go. Mean, that'd be <laughs> wonderful. Now, what's really interesting is uh, whilst you were out, we continued chatting, uh, Mike and I, about a couple of other perspectives, and uh, I think it leads beautiful back to where we were a few minutes ago. So. Let's let's find out, in, a, in the classic Dave Evans way, right, who gets to give their top answer first by me asking you a question. Do you remember these, Vincent Barb, George, come on, ah. Eric, Eric. So, I'm gonna ask you a really important question. The first person to answer successfully is gonna to get to take the plunger-go second to get the best moment and answer to our audience. So, tell me, which country in the world is officially the only country to have the same rock structure, and some might say is the originator of South America that isn't in South America. Do you know? It's our big one.
2: You States. South America
0: was a continent, though. True, but it was formed by, uh, by another country. Do you know where it was formed? Africa? Unfortunately, Eric, that's the wrong answer. Uh, it's actually Scotland. Now this is all rumor, but it's yeah. the same How did you guys
5: not know it was going to be a Scotland? I was going to say we felt that from the start.
0: <laughs> That's a Scottish
3: theory, though.
5: Yeah,
0: correct. Right. In the same way, I was delighted to hear recently, thanks to Netflix, doing a football show about the English game, with it all about you know from 18th century, that this. You know, the amateur game kicked off and took off because a Scottish player transferred down to England. I was so, so thrilled. So, Eric and Bob, uh, you, you are barbed in saving, uh, because So Eric lost that round for you, Bob, right? But I know she's full of heart. She doesn't mind. So Vince and George, do you want to go first or second? We'll go first. Now, what was your answer to the question?
1: So George and I both felt like our advice at this point to keep people focused is um, to really have them start rethinking everything. If And let me back up a second. If you think about this, if we've been in business for 20 years, right? We've had 20 years of mistakes and 20 years of successes that have led us to this point, right? The mistakes and the failures have have kind of Uh, bred the ground for where we are today, right? We learned from them, we we moved forward. We now have the opportunity to reboot and make this exactly what we want. So they need to be rethinking the possibilities of their business. They need to be rethinking where they wanna be, what they wanna be, how they want to, you know, how they want their position to be in the business. So to be focused we think they need to go back from the beginning and say, this is what I want to be when I grow up. Now I've got to rethink everything, all the steps and the processes to how do I get there? And I can make this happen on the
0: reboot point too. That's a really good answer. Really good answer. I can't wait to capture that in the follow-up notes to this when we, when we put it onto the podcast platforms tomorrow morning. UK time so let's go to Eric and Bob. The bar has been set relatively high. So what did you both brilliant people come up with? You want to talk Barb?
2: Sure. Um, We talked about getting back on track which is similar to what Vince and uh, George are talking about. We've been disrupted so let's get back on track and go back to where we are to be successful and and to really bring in that positivity of it rather than the negative focus let's let's look on the positive things let's get ourselves back on track we still have six months left in the year let's see how that's going to
0: benefit us i like it it's it's true eric you looked like you wanted to comment
3: well i would just say that you know everyone had plans going into the year right they had yeah. goals plans whatever objectives that they had i don't think you just throw that out with you know, the baby with the bath water, right? It's just a matter of now you have to take, maybe you look at it a little bit different, but get back on track. The other thing is you've got a team. So I think what my conversation with people is, as a leader, you need to be that positive force, you know, and look at all the positive things that are gonna come out of this. For instance, Vince, you talked about all the time your organization Is giving away for free. He said a half a million dollars worth. I would put a positive spin on that that, you know, we've created relationships that are going to last forever with these clients. And you guys did a great job in doing that. And let's take that to that next level going forward. So I I like to, to, you know, take advantage of the the positiveness.
1: And Eric, I tell myself that every night so that I can sleep well.
2: (laughs) I I know, I know.
0: It's absolutely true. So I, I, I think a nice interesting use of, if you're listening to this back and you're on a digital format or MP4, we put some of our members and guests today into breakout rooms to answer that question of how do you do, what's the top tip to keep the right things in your focus? And both those tips are superb about rethinking everything and bringing the positivity back intentionally into your focus lens on a day-to-day basis. And watch the difference in your days, weeks, and the rest of this year. I do recall it was the 2020 year of hindsight, wasn't it? Or the 20 or foresight and all of those tremendous taglines that marketeers were using coming out of the winter period. Listen, uh, I wanna thank you all for your time. So Vince, uh, thank you for joining us this week. Eric, appreciate your efforts and contribution. Bob, thanks for coming back. And George joining us and Mike Boots. If you're listening to this, it's RLC, CPA Presents Live. That was a complete mumbo jumbo my love. Oh, you know, I have a jingle, right? This should self-correct what I just said. It is, let's go through the process of almost de-docking. So we're going to stop the live feed on Facebook first. So thank you there. And we're going to keep recording just for a moment longer while that takes care of itself. It's usually quite quick. So we'll just reset that. And again, as we wrap up this recording, a huge thank you to all of you.